I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. of Pro Sports Going Viral. I'm Elisa Woods, and I am here with Jamie Steyer. Hey, Jamie. Hello. (laughs) It's good to be back. I love sports. There's so much going on, and none of it is bad. Well, some of it is bad, but most of it is good. Most of it is really good. The bubbles are working. There's good, bad, and there's weird. Yes. There's There's good, bad today. (laughs) Very very weird. Good, bad, in between, all around, but I'm staying positive. I'm loving the bubbles. Um, Not so much loving the non-bubbles, but loving the (laughs) bubbles. Uh, But I mean... I feel like, again, the big news is just what the heck is going on with the non-bubble MLB? Like, what are yeah. they doing? Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. Um, the commissioner came out and basically said, hey, you know, everyone kind of knows this already, but this is very real that if you guys don't adhere to our protocols, like, we, we could have to shut down. Like, very realistically – have to shut down. Was he going to shut this thing down? Was he really going to shut was, this thing it down? It was a threat, you know? It's, I mean, and I don't know if that's just like a, hey, get in line. But I mean, yeah. when everything kind of blew up, because right after we recorded last week is when all the Cardinal stuff came out. Yeah. And so here we were sitting like, oh, you know, if it just sticks to the Marlins, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, no. it happens. Literally but. what happened was we recorded last week and we're like, and we'll, you know, we'll find out about the Phillies. And I think it was maybe five minutes after we stopped recording, you texted me. You're like, yeah, the Phillies coach has it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Phillies coach. And then it was like that day later or maybe the next day that it was like Cardinals. And I was like, oh. Yeah. But um, basically what it did is triggered tightening up a lot of their policies. So um, they had to tighten up their mask regulations. They put in new policies. Um, So they are now required to wear face coverings over nose and mouth at all times in the stadium, except when they're directly on the field. Okay. Um, And so that is going into place as of for us recording today. So Thursday. So, um, as of this coming out all times, unless you're on the field face coverings, um, all teams are also going to have an outdoor, an outdoor space for visiting teams. So that they're not like inside, inside, kind of like when we were talking about, um, when the blue Jays were trying to figure out what they were going to do, if they yeah. were in some of the places that offered it, whereas like, Oh, they're not going to be allowed to use, any of the dugout, blah, blah, blah. Um, Now all visiting teams have that. Um, And all traveling parties are now restricted to only essential personnel, which kind of seems like common sense but like, i guess that's who's new. non-essential coming on like you have a that's clown what for I want. kids well, parties like because you think about like i mean i just don't know what their travel party looks like before because if it was yeah. one of those things where it's like with 
with me, you know, we would just like, oh, mom's got a game in Kansas City. We'll just travel there or whatever. So like, were yeah. they doing that? Did they have just like family members? Did they have random people? Because if so, that seems like a huge oversight. Right. But, or they just like have somebody like, oh, this is the guy who cuts everybody's toenails before right. the game. and Non-essential. Yeah. yeah. If they, if like it was already pretty tight and they're just tightening it up more or if it was not and this is like something they should have already been doing. But right. Um, they also put in a little bit more restriction of they're now prohibited from bars, malls, large gatherings when they're at home, um, which again is common sense, but I guess they had to put it into words. Um, the one thing I will say is there were rumors kind of flying that Cardinals may have contracted it because someone went out to a, um, casino and contact tracing has shown that that's not okay i was gonna say yadi was gonna be in fisticuffs with somebody over exactly so i mean thankfully or not thankfully i don't know like it seems more preventable if that had been the case but the fact is that it seems that someone came in contact with someone outside the team who was asymptomatic and it's kind of what everyone said from the beginning, like you can prevent as much as you can, but that's something that you can't predict. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the big thing in the MLB right now. They, they tighten things up, uh, pretty significantly, I'd say. Um, and I mean, truly, I'm sure there'll be more, obviously, like that's just kind of the name of the game now is what happens and when not so much fully preventing it, but the fact that they were able to restrict it more shows that maybe maybe they can reduce it a little bit going forward. And yeah, at least people aren't being totally stupid. Like if they had caught it out to a casino or something and brought it back, you'd be like, okay, what's even the point if you're going to like do stupid stuff like that? But at least they're trying maybe. <laughs> yeah. And were there a couple uh, players this week that maybe said that they were opting out? Oh my gosh. Um, Gosh, who was it that um, we were talking about that went missing? Was it Suspedes? Was yep. it? Yeah, that all of a sudden it's game time and they're tweeting from their official account. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's gone missing. We don't right. know where he is. And everyone goes, what? Right. First of all, he's missing. There's not anyone that's been with him. Second of all, you're tweeting this? Right. And so people are cracking jokes. Other people are like, hey, maybe don't crack jokes because this could end up being really serious. Right. Comes down to it. And they hear from his agent that he just decided, nah, I'm done. Opting out. Packed up his room. And like they got let into his room and all his stuff was packed up and he was just gone. Just out. That's wild. And I I think we um we said he's from Cuba, right? Yeah. So maybe just went back home to Cuba and said, like, yeah. the US can't get this figured out. I'm heading back. Yeah, I mean it's like, it's what? one of those things like we we did talk about it and it's like, you know, if you have that luxury and it's one of those things too where if you come up and everything goes great and everything's rosy, it's like awesome. Yeah, I'd love to play baseball, but when you get a couple weeks in and things are looking kinda hairy. Yeah. And like we said, you know, the U.S. still kind of a mess outside of the sports stuff even. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I gave it a try, gave it a good shot, but it's not worth it. And so it's like, yeah, you know, where things probably handled maybe a little inefficiently, sure, but at the same time, 
it is what it is. Like, yeah. how can you really blame them? So um, that's one thing with the NFL that I think that they kind of have wrong so far. I think that they should give the option to opt out once the season has already started because it's tough to know. I mean, you want to play. A lot of these guys want to play, um, and they're going to say, yes, I'm going to play. But you get in a couple weeks into the season, and – full teams are contracting the virus or you just don't feel as comfortable as you thought you were going to. I wish that they had that option and I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on that and hoping that they decide to change that to give the players the option a couple weeks in anytime during the season, you know, if they decide that they want to opt out. Yes, it puts the teams in a bad position, but we just have to decide here. Like, are we pro team or are we pro player? Kind well, of the thing. thing is that, like, what are they going to do if someone comes to them and says, I don't feel safe and I don't want to keep playing? Like, you right. can't force someone to keep playing and it's going to look really, really, really bad publicly if you get into a fight over someone's contract based right. off of it. So you might as well have a procedure in place ahead of time because it's going to happen and you really can't do anything about yeah. it. I mean, they may pull a little, you know, oh, my ankle's sprained. I can't <laughs> even walk on it type well, exactly. thing. It's Never like know. you could force their hand, you know, yeah, so... Yeah. You Definitely. might as well just be be realistic. Be prepared. Definitely. Well, the NBA is doing pretty well. Uh, still nobody um, with the virus. Not We haven't seen a lot of – now the games have kind of started. We haven't seen a lot of leaving and coming back and mm-hmm. everything. Zion's back. He's playing. Not full minutes, but um, he's playing on some restricted minutes. Um, and the one thing that I really love about what the NBA is doing, and they have the ability to do this, is their v- virtual fan walls. Have you yeah. Have you been watching those at all? I've seen it a little bit, um, especially like when we first kind of started, I was watching it more yeah. and then I've kind of gotten out of the routine. I, <laughs> I had a couple of days where I was really cleaning a lot. I know that sounds fake, but, um, and so I haven't been watching as religiously. It's been more out of the corner of my eye, but you mentioned that to me and I was like, okay, now there's something yeah. I need to watch more. Oh, I did see, um, they pointed out Yance's baby. Oh, really? And, and yeah, with his mom. And it was so cute. And it was right after Giannis had been fouled really hard when, like, he got up in the guy's face. And they were like, I wonder what he's thinking. And the other announcer is like, he's thinking you better not touch my daddy. And I died laughing. That's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to look that one up because I definitely did not see that. But so they have these 17-foot LED screens, and they're placed courtside. And it's a, it's a partnership with Microsoft Teams, so – guess zoom couldn't get in on that just microsoft teams um and so you can log in with microsoft teams and and there's a whole thing that you go through to get into it um they also have the milkalope ultra court courtside tickets which gives you a little better chance of getting on there since there's so many people wanting to get on or they you can also register with your favorite teams i think the teams have a good chunk of those seats that they get to kind of assign to you know season ticket holders or family um stuff like that i did see paul pierce during a celtics game which i thought was hilarious yeah he was just like lounging and relaxing too it looked hilarious lil wayne was on the other night (laughs) just watching a game he had he had courtside seats too he had front row 
So we'll, well wait. you get used to that kind of treatment. I know. I know. Mark Jackson was on the other day. He must have had the day off. Um, somebody's puppy was on. There's just a nice little, like a white dog sitting there watching <laughs> in his little seats. Um, and then some of the teams have kind of paired with some charities to get kids on the screens and stuff. The students from LeBron James's I Promise School were on the mm-hmm. fan cam uh, for the Lakers versus the Thunder. Oh, that was cool. one that I, I saw that one the other day when I was watching and I was like, that is really cool. That's a really mm-hmm. cool opportunity for them. And um, I don't know. I just think it's cool to see all those kids and um, then the kids can see the game up close and not personal, but um, <laughs> I, I just loved it. And so um, I looked it up and how to become an NBA virtual fan there's there's steps online that you can go through and do it it's through the microsoft teams app which i happen to have so i might give it a try um you go to the together mode and then you log in and all all sorts of different steps that you can take to get on there so that's that's one of the cool things that i yeah you gotta find a way to engage your people yeah yeah i mean like some sports are are piping in fan noise um the the mlb is working on the like digital like you know sims people uh in the stands that's just a little bit weird slay me i know i think that is the funniest thing to have basically like these video game fans especially like my brother plays sports video games like crazy (laughs) like he loves it has always loved it like lots of xbox all that like has the classic like when they still made the ncaa games whatever and it's notorious for like fan stuff just being so goofy and now you have it for actual sports and I cannot help but laugh I know it is the funniest thing and they'll be like sitting there and then they'll kind of go on to like their knee with their hand and then it's like they they don't sit still they move around and and the cheering is a little bit delayed obviously I want to be the person who gets to trigger the cheers I know me too like we talked about how like they allegedly boo and I'm like I want to be the person who decides it's time to boo right oh they haven't done the wave wouldn't it be so cool if they did the wave at one point some one league i don't remember if it was i think it was mlb yeah it was one of the networks who was gonna put virtual fans in just for their broadcast said they said that fans would do the wave i want the wave i want the wave Hmm. we have to have the technology (laughs) give the people what they want all right, so the NFL has been kind of getting their stuff together. What's what's yeah. going on with that? They last week there was almost no NFL news. This week there is NFL news. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting. So basically, it looks like um, big one was a false positive. From Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. And his wife got all mad that they released his name. She was very (laughs) upset, which, honestly, fair. Like, that's, I mean, it totally, like, threw their life off. Like, she said that the school told us they weren't allowed back. Oh, wow. She was approached at a grocery store, told she was endangering others. Kids were harassed out in public. Like, Okay, 
I just heard, be- wait, wait, wait. I just heard your cat meow. Oh, yeah. She's really needy. She's really oh needy. She likes to sit on the desk when I podcast. Um, when I talk, oh gosh, that's hilarious. she thinks that I'm talking to her and she takes part in the conversation. She does it when I talk to my parents on the phone. I love it. Okay. Continue. So now she Sorry. is here joining us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically just like super harassed. And I don't know. It's, it's hard because... It did end up being a false positive, but at some point you have to operate under the assumption that it was a positive. So right. I take it that she like got all this harassment after they had all been tested and been negative. But I don't, I don't know. know. It's just part of being in the public. I, like I, I get it. Like if you don't clear your information going out there, like yeah, that's a huge violation. I would be super upset too. But right, it's part of the territory like rumors get spread about people who are in the public eye all the time right. so it's i don't such, know it's such a tough thing there's such like a stigma b- behind having this virus and it's like there shouldn't be a stigma behind it it's not always because people are being like irresponsible and mm-hmm. stuff it's it's such like a easily spread virus and so there is this stigma of like it um if you have it, like, oh, you did something wrong. It's evil. Right. You know, like, it's just this weird stigma behind it. It's, it reminds me a lot of, like, AIDS, like, when people were testing HIV positive mm-hmm. and, like, there was such this stigma behind that that, like, we need to remove the stigma and just talk about it, like, medically. Yeah. Like, and, like, medically. Her point, her point, too, is, like, she doesn't blame anyone who, like, reacted to them in public. She blames, like, the NFL that she says – Maybe we should be absolutely positive a person has it before releasing that info. And I 100% agree on that. Like what business is it of everyone else that like, Hey, we just got this test back. Like maybe, maybe make sure before you're releasing that. And I think that that's super valid. Right. I do think that's a valid criticism. You're getting harassed by people. I, I, I do feel like maybe it, it is a little bit their fault that they're harassing you. Like, yeah, let's, let's operate under the don't be a jerk. Right. Right. Like, train of thought possibly. Like, but even like her school saying that like the kids couldn't come in until right. like whatever, like that, that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. It's a bad situation that the NFL definitely has to learn from because it won't be the last one. Um, that's like the biggest player this week. Uh, the Eagles coach, Doug Peterson tested positive, said he's been feeling all right. Um, he's asymptomatic. So he's just been hanging at home. He's been in communication with the team still, things like that. Um, but yeah, he's one of the bigger ones to actually test positive. And then I said, we were going to talk a little weird today. Oh yeah. I've got the weird. The weird is that the Raiders, this CBS Sports is auto playing a video. Okay. Uh, (laughs) My article pops up. I'm like, where is this coming from? Okay. Um, The Raiders had a team meeting scheduled over Zoom. So they're expecting for it to pop up and Gruden's going to be there. Instead, it's one of their assistant coaches. And he tells them, hey, guys. Uh, coach has tested positive. He's, uh, he's getting treatment. He's feeling okay. And didn't really, I think, play with the concept very long. He basically said it. And then he was like, ah, 
gotcha but what if this was true like they pulled a whole like kim jong-un like how would you react yeah that they told them basically we're we're reminding you that uh the team wanted to illustrate to the players that anyone at any moment could contract the coronavirus wait time out (laughs) they pulled a (laughs) they pulled a kim jong-un what does that mean oh well when kim jong-un like to see if like people talked about it that's what that was how did i not know this he like pretended that he was dead i mean allegedly there was (gasps) a lot of rumors that he died a couple months back i know that these things have cycled out of the news very quickly but apparently people think like the the going theory is that he did it to try and root out any brands oh interesting (laughs) to see and to see like who would try and take over or to see well more like to see who would spread the news like they just told kind of like the inner circle and then it got out so oh. it's like oh who's going to who's going to spill the beans right dang okay okay so gruden took a page out of the playbook um but i don't that hilarious. wasn't really to root out rats it was more right. that it was faking it but yeah, yeah so they were like yeah gruden's sick psych but it could be true it could be true for anyone like this is like really? a your brain this is your brain this is your brain on drugs type thing <laughs> like what i couldn't believe it like that escalated quickly they're like yeah it really it really they really took it to heart like it really meant a lot to them and it was right before peterson tested positive too oh jeez. so <laughs> then they're looking at it like oh is this real like did someone actually test positive listen now? i'm not gonna mess with that i'm not gonna i'm not right? gonna have somebody put that in the universe right don't, don't put that into it. the universe do not put that into the universe <gasps> i i could not believe it yeah it was their special teams coach that um they they opened up the zoom meeting and he was like yeah he's he's in the hospital and then the players were like, what? And he's like, nah, he's not really. It's like, Can you imagine the in the truth? coaches meeting? I wouldn't be able to trust them anymore. Right. It'd be really hard. Right. Can you imagine in the coaches meeting where they're like, all right, which of you can keep this <laughs> the, like poker face for the longest? <laughs> like, who's the actor in the group? Like having an audition sitting right. there. He's like, oh, please, please let me like, do you it. You have to write out a script of what you're right. going to say. Right. Show me the tears. Like, who can the tears? Okay, Gruden, like... uh, You need to really sell it. I need to believe it. Right, like, okay, it's a Tuesday. (laughs) Settle down. Oh, gosh. Well, (laughs) hey, if if the Raiders... if they all stay really nice and healthy, then maybe maybe they've got something there. Yes, yeah. Scared. Scared straight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, the NHL has has started since our last podcast. They have started their actual like return to play plan. They've started to play. Uh, they have two Canadian hub cities. They started August 1st. Uh, the two bubbles are in Edmonton and Toronto. And all of the team, team personnel, uh, players, coaches, everybody is going to uh, remain there as the leagues obviously are trying to keep COVID-19 from spreading by using this bubble method that, that everybody is 
using that's working. Um, so each club takes off, takes up one floor of the hotel. A lot of the testing measures and, um, you know, what happens if you leave and all that kind of stuff is, is a lot of the same exact stuff that the NBA is doing. So testing Mm -hmm. every day, you know, if you leave and come back, you have to quarantine for this amount of time, have this amount of, um, negative tests, everything like that. So they've brought their top 12 of each conference to the hub, hub cities. So there's 24 teams playing. Um, and then they're going to have the top four teams in each conference um, do kind of a round robin to determine their seating in the playoffs for Stanley Cup. And then the team's fifth through 12th positions um, in each conference are com- going to compete in a best of five five qualifying round to determine the rest of the playoff field so that's what their plan is for their their back to play i think this is phase four of their back to play um and they're they've already kicked it off there's been some games already uh the teams were allowed to bring 31 players and as many as 52 people including Hmm. like owners execs coaches staff that's one thing that i thought about this week is that the nba owners aren't there in the bubble are they so i wonder i wonder what they're thinking you know especially some of them that like to kind of be in they're really hands-on ones because there's some that it's not a big deal for i would assume like there's some that are very like laid back hands off whatever and then there's ones who are notoriously like very involved like for better or worse you know very involved very kind of front row seat of everything so i i almost wonder if that's the way that it is with the mlb like okay like ownership groups were coming and Mm -hmm. now they're not going to they're not going to travel certainly possible yeah you've got like the kind of big deal big wig like higher up people that yeah like think that they're necessary but in reality like definitely not and so you start kind of trimming them down and you have all the justification for it because the beginning of the season it's probably oh well you know I can have all the precautions I want I can be tested whenever I want so it doesn't matter then it gets to a point where it's just like the more people the more risk right right so guests uh, aren't obviously allowed in the bubble um, until the conference finals that are going to be in September um, in Edmonton, where then like family members can be reuni- reunited with the players, kind of the same as um, the NBA. I know the WNBA has um, families there, in and the obviously bubble, yeah. like some of the women in the NBA have kids that they gave birth to, yeah. you know, yeah. possibly like still breastfeeding who knows oh yeah that's what a lot of it is like young kids and then just because obviously they have other things to do so if they have a partner that they're with yeah then you have to have something to take care of the kids so just like by necessity they had to have a little bit of an expanded bubble and then they didn't allow it for just people with kids then they just kind of allowed partners if they have the ability to come in and isolate yeah it's worked out fine good yeah yeah um, and then the MLS is kind of getting down to the last couple games. I know that they, um, did solidify Portland beat Philadelphia. So they are solidified in the championship game of the, the back to play, whatever they called this tournament, the like, we're, we're going to play soccer right. again tournament. <laughs> but now, uh, uh, let's see, Orlando and Minnesota are going to meet up. Um, I, 
I like Orlando, honestly. I think that that's, that's the team to be here. I think that they're, they're playing really well right now. Not that mm-hmm. that's what this podcast is about, but <laughs> <laughs> I dig Orlando. So that's who I'm cheering for um, in this game and who I'm cheering for for the championship. And then they'll reassess and, and they'll um, get together and talk about what they want to do with the regular season resuming. A lot of the reports have kind of said that the season's going to start up again August 22nd. Um, it, there's a possibility that Nashville and Dallas could get together and play a couple games to make up for the games that they lost not being in the tournament because they had the players who tested positive. So that's a possibility between now and then that Nashville and Dallas are going to maybe do a couple games just to get their, their players run in and see what they have. Um, and then sounds like the rest of the uh, season's just going to start up again at the end of August. All right. Well, another, another success so far. <laughs> so far. So far. <laughs> we'll see what happens when they break out of the bubble. kind of released into the world. Yeah, right. absolutely. Into the world. Uh, yeah. Um, so we were talking about um, the false positive, obviously, in the NFL. Um, there have been – there was one already in the WNBA bubble, and now there was another this week where it's inconclusive. So Taya Cooper from the Sparks had a test that she took on Monday come back positive she then took another one Tuesday that came back negative so it's Mm. treated as inconclusive um and so they have to treat it as a positive until it's quote-unquote proven negative yeah so her team played on Wednesday and she was out for that game they still ended up winning it was a fairly close game they only won by 11 um so definitely one of those things where that that's a pretty big loss for them um I know that she was doing quite a bit for them, but their protocol is uh, she needs to have a second negative test more than 24 hours after the first negative test. So she tested quote-unquote positive on Monday, tested negative Tuesday, and so I would assume that her test on Wednesday would probably be coming back around, you know, when we're recording. So Thursday, um, they haven't released it yet, whether she's going to be back. They're assuming she's probably going to be cleared to play for the next game, which is, I think, yeah, Friday. So she should most likely be in the lineup on Friday because if she got another positive test, that would mean she like probably genuinely is positive and that would right. be kind of wild because that would be the first bubble positive. Yeah. So kind of operating under the assumption that it was a false positive because especially with the numbers that they have, you have to think that once in a while there's going to be one of those. Um, but if that last test comes back positive again, that would be a much bigger story. But as right. of right now, looking like just a false positive coming out of the WNBA, obviously extremely inconvenient for her and her team that she didn't have to sit out a game, but in all likelihood, it will only be that one game. All right. Well, the, I feel like the WNBA is kind of doing all the same things that the other bubble groups are doing. So I agree if this is a, a bubble positive, as you say, I think that could be really interesting. 
It would. It definitely would. And it would definitely make people have to kind of sit down and look at, okay, we thought we were doing everything we could. Right. That's when you start looking at, okay, the staff, okay, yes. for the WNBA, look at the family, stuff like that, because they're yeah. under the same protocols, but yeah. there's a lot of people there that aren't directly under anyone. Mm-hmm. So they're not staff. They're not players for the NBA. Everyone is reporting to someone. Everyone has some sort of job that they're doing. But right. with the family members allowed for the WNBA, that kind of changes things a little bit. So um, that would definitely be something that would have to be addressed very, very, very quickly. So we'll yeah. see for next week if anything else comes of that beyond um, her just being cleared. But that would definitely be definitely be interesting. Interesting. Hoping that it doesn't get any more interesting than that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we do have some um, inside source of what's going on in that WNBA bubble. Um, We as Iowa State fans and families um, are very excited to have Bridget Carlson on um, after the break. And she's fresh off of, I mean, just an epic game and her first start in the WNBA. So when we come back from break, we will talk to her and uh, figure out what's going on in the bubble in the WNBA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, everybody, we are back. Um, this is Pro Sports Going Viral, and I am here with Jamie, and we have a special guest fresh off of her 25-point game uh, from the WNBA bubble in Florida, Bridget Carlton. How you going? How you doing, Bridget? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Okay, last night was bananas. Everyone on Twitter was showing you love. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that was kind of crazy, but super fun. Yeah. So it was your first career WNBA start, and you had a huge, huge game. How did that feel? It was crazy. Um, Didn't know I was starting the game until like 30 minutes before. Oh, my gosh. Um, So didn't have time to think about it. Just went in there. Um, I was confident. I was ready to go um, and hit my first couple shots, and I was feeling good the rest of the way. That's amazing. So you're in the WNBA bubble now in Florida. What, what did you think when they first told you that that was the plan to head there? 
Yeah, it was interesting kind of being a part of that whole works um, with the Players Association and the league, um, just trying to figure out how we were going to have a season, um, how it was going to roll if we, you know, we're going to play, if we weren't going to play, where we were going to play, how we were going to play. Um, so it was kind of um, an ongoing conversation. Um, but yeah, I was ready to play um, in a bubble. Um, I, I just wanted to play no matter where it was, how we were going to do it. If it was going to be safe, I was ready and um, excited to play. That's amazing. So in the bubble, what's the morale like there? I've heard kind of different vibes. The the um, soccer seems to be kind of all staying in their rooms. Uh, the NBA is like out fishing, golfing. I saw you guys went to the beach the other day. Like, what's it like? What are the ladies doing there in the bubble? Um, yeah, people are out and about a little bit. Um, there's a pool on campus that a lot of people are just hanging out on at on uh, off days. Um, I think like teams are kind of like sticking with their teams just because, mm. you know, just to avoid any, any issues that could arise yeah. um, about like interacting with other teams on the basketball court and then try to stay away off. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's been fun. Um, you see everyone all the time. Um, you like play a game against someone and then you're going back to the hotel, you see them again, which is kind of weird, but, um, it's been fun. That's really cool. So I know there was a whole like quarantine process when you got there. How often are you guys getting tested? We get tested every day. Every day. And is it the all the way up in your brain um, tester? No, it's actually, it's just like, it is up the nose, but it's not like the all the way to the brain one. Okay. And, uh, and they do the throat one every day too. Oh, is that like this, the strep test throat where it kind of gags you? Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a strep test throw, oh. but I'm assuming that's, it's similar. Okay. You go girl. You're healthy. All right. <laughs> I've had many of those. What are some of the other measures that they're taking to keep you guys safe there? Um, there's a lot. It's interesting. So we have our like, um, practice times, um, scheduled practice times. There's an hour break between each team coming in so they can clean the whole gym. Um, our benches during games, we sit six feet apart from each other during the game, um, our, as like teammates, which is kind of strange. Um, lots of, you have to wear masks, like everywhere you go, get tested every day. It's like kind of endless. We can have things shipped in here, but they have to like quarantine in like a warehouse for 24 hours and then wow it's, it's interesting there's a lot going on that's crazy yeah so yesterday after the game um Ron Bill was interviewing you and he asked a kind of a funny question because he said you know you had such a great game did it feel kind of like Hilton magic all over again you were like well no there's no fans here and so I think it was a really good point that there's a lot of people who probably are used to playing in front of not so many people you're not one of them so how's it been with no fans down there yeah, it's been strange. Really, really weird. Um, the first couple games, I think I noticed it more, but now, like, I think I'm just used to it. Um, but yeah, I think the league's done a really good job of like making an intimate environment. Um, they like sound effects playing, um, good music going on during the game, so it's not too quiet in there. <laughs> it, does get, it does get pretty quiet during like free throws when there's like absolutely no one talking. There's like. 50 people in the gym and really <laughs> um but yeah i think we're used to it now that we're five games in yeah, yeah definitely you can kind of get used to anything at some point you know um the other thing that we were wondering about is um obviously not like top of mind right now because you're in the middle of your WNBA season but do you know anything about going forward for the olympics next summer since you were on the canadian national team and obviously got postponed to 2021 are you 
stayed in, I know you have some teammates that you're pretty good friends with, but I know I'm sure they're working behind the scenes trying to get stuff ready, but do you know anything yet about what you guys are going to do? Um, not much. I think it, they're still trying to figure it out. Theba's trying to figure out their scheduling. Um, but yeah, our team stayed connected. Um, we have zoom calls like every other, um, <laughs> profession. It seems like, um, zoom calls to stay connected. Um, it's been good. I think we're in a good mindset as a team, obviously disappointed that we couldn't get go to the Olympics this year, but I'm happy that they're still happening next year and not just canceled completely. Definitely. So this is top of my mind. I feel like it's maybe not top of everyone's mind, but come on. It's, it's, it's an interesting question. How's the food in the bubble? Um, it's been good. Um, so we had the option to either opt into the meal plan or opt out. And if we were to opt out, we got per diem. Um, and then we could kind of make our own food or like Uber eat something in or whatever to do. There's kind of some freedom there. I'm in a villa, so I opted out of the meal plan. You can, every two weeks, it kind of like, you can opt in or out. So it changes to change it up a little bit. Um, so I've been cooking mostly. Um, but the times I have ate the meal plan, it's been really good. Good variety, good desserts. (laughs) Anything exciting? Pardon? You cook at anything exciting? No, I just stick to my basic burrito bowls, tacos, chicken and rice, normal stuff. So if you're cooking yourself, how do you order groceries in? Is it like you do a online grocery pickup type thing? Yeah, exactly. And so we deliver, get the groceries delivered. They have to sit on a table. We have to disinfect them all before we can pick them up. We go get them and bring them back. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's pretty smooth. That's a process. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much. We're going to have a little bit more from you on the title nine podcast later, but I just really appreciate you taking some time to kind of talk about the bubble. Both Jamie and I are a little obsessed with the bubbles. <laughs> we think that they're really cool. It just feels like sleepaway camp. Kind of. We want our own bubble. <laughs> no. We want a pod bubble. <laughs> Hopefully it's something that never happens again, but has to happen again, but it is very interesting. Yeah. So I played, um, I went to the, like the ISU camp, ISU basketball camp back in the day when I was middle school, probably. And I just, I just feel like that's what it's like. Like everybody's down at lead rec center, just like hanging out together, staying in the dorms. Yeah, pretty much eating together, sleeping together, <laughs> together. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, we will have to catch up with you after you guys win the championship, obviously. Um, but we, we will look forward to, uh, just watching you play. And, um, I think you're now the highest scoring cyclone in WNBA history. Jamie said, I I was doing as deep of a dive as I could and based on every statistic I could find I think that I think that did it. Interesting. That's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I confirmed it with some other people. So, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Best all-time Iowa State WNBA player. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. And we will catch you guys all next week while we will talk about what's going on in all of the pro leagues in the bubbles and out of the bubbles.